over to me. Thanks. Welcome. You're welcome. Folks. Chris, it's in your hands. Wel <laughs> welcome. This is the first of two fan submission scenarios that we are going to try to run and survive. Uh, I mean, tr this try is to survive. You sure? Mm -hmm. sure? That's the word you want to use? I think that's extremely accurate as far as our, what our goal is. Definitely going to try. Sounds like, hard. Some, sounds like some railroading. <laughs> yeah. Might be. That's right. We're back, baby. We're back to the OG bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're definitely going to. Oh boy. We're definitely going to try to go hard. I'll say that much. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. It'll be very hard the whole time. Good. Yeah, be hard. I wouldn't have uh, brought you on the cast if I knew you weren't hard men. Appreciate it, pal. So, this is Operation Cold Snap. It's written by Max Mason. It was submitted through our Discord server, and we're gonna try to get through it as a one-shot. That was one of the rule criteria for submission. Hopefully that holds for us, but you never know. Why are we doing this? Sub these submissions? Like, what? what's well, the occasion? It was, it was supposed to coincide with our anniversary, which I think passed us by two days ago. Really? Uh, at oh, the shit. time of this recording. Oh, yeah. But um, life doesn't really let us be real uh exact with deadlines so we're we're gonna be thereabouts the old anniversary meaning probably you know six months after after it actually passes <laughs> hopefully not hopefully we'll get this out quick but we'll we'll uh we'll see if it needs to breathe a little bit more than a one shot we'll 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 let it do that that's for you max anyway events here are occurring before crown jubilee which was our first ever operation that we recorded and the events are probably non-canon, but but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what these guys are gonna do. But uh, but yeah, again, we'll see. And finally, we are seeing the return of some older characters. So let's let's quickly go around, uh, reintroduce yourselves, and tell us all who you're playing again, and just remind us about him a bit. My name is Michael Zeno. I have always played Agent Ryan and I will be doing so once again during this one shot. He is infamous and famous. It, like on, on air or in like his real character life? He's not taking follow-up questions. Oh, got it. Okay, who's next? I'll be reprising the role of Romeo, a tall, wiry FBI agent with slicked back brown hair and piercing blue eyes. An approachable posture with a relaxed demeanor. Behind those eyes is a bit of um, worried paranoia. And a real fear, a fear mm. of the law. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, did you say your full name? Did you say Eric Lumberg or did you said Eric? Oh, I don't even know if I said my name. I just opened my mouth and words came out and now I'm done. What happened? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, we'll move, we'll move on. Yeah, my name's John. I am here reprising the role of Relic, who's one of my personal favorites characters from pretty much anything I've played. Relic is a park ranger who hangs out in a restricted area of the Grand Canyon National Park, dealing with, uh, you know, the creepy crawlies that come out of the ground sometimes. Someone's got to keep those contained. That's it. He's, he's a super fun character to play, so I'm really excited to bring him back. This is the two-armed, non-haunted version of Relic. So he's got mm -hmm. the pre pre crown jubilee. Yeah. I mean, he's still haunted, but he does have he does have the normal amount of human limbs. Yes, yeah. uh, from my understanding. And just, there's no there's no okay. Jeff in his life, and I don't know if haunted's the right word. Him and Jeff seem to have a. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you can say that with absolute certainty, considering he's a time spanning consciousness. Oh, so it was whatever. so awesome! Oh, he that got was, you, John. You I feel hope. owned. No, I'm, 
<laughs> I'm like really excited that Jeff might show up in this. <laughs> That's why. <what> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what was the name of the guy who wrote this, Chris? Max Mason. Max, if you didn't include Jeff in this, uh, enjoy it because this is going to be your one and only. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> oh, thank you, Max. We're excited to play this. We're excited to play this. Nice recovery. Nice recovery. Agent Ryan, work has been demanding. Your company's latest acquisition has taken all of your energy. Some of your executive support convinced you to try and work with a few of the C-suite from the new buy as a morale play, and it's been a nightmare. You've been disentangling them from the internal workings of the day-to-day, -day, quarantining the damage their incompetence has caused. So when you actually have a chance to get the hell out of your office, and sit down for a quiet drink at the upscale bar a few blocks down that the hipsters haven't found yet, of course, you're immediately interrupted. The barman politely lets you know that your Uber has arrived here for a Mr. Ryan. You tell the barman you haven't ordered one, but he seems kind of simple, confused and insistent. You push out of the booth, letting him know you'll be right back. Outside, there's definitely a car with an Uber marquee in the windshield, but no one's there, no driver. Can't help but notice a garish brochure for Green Mountain Lodge has been conspicuously tucked into the wiper blade closest to the sidewalk. Feeling a distinct deja vu, you pluck it up and find instructions to meet with a case officer in Bangor, Maine at 2 p.m. Despite your exhaustion, you smile to yourself. You guess work will have to do without you. You jump at the chance to do something besides babysit your management team and you're in the air within the hour. Agent Romeo, things have been great at home. Your career at the FBI is finally taking off after you assisted with a multi-year investigation that has seen the closure of several trafficking hubs on the West Coast. And Jenna, well, she just shared some incredible unexpected news you're, you're expecting. And that's what's brought you to the grocery store so late. She's been feeling sick all day, and so you're hoping to find something she can keep down. Then you hear it over the tannoy system, a jolt to your brain as you read ingredients on a soup can. John Romeo, John Romeo, we have your wallet up at register five. Please come to register five to recover your wallet. The clerk is young, barely out of his teenage years. I just need to ask what, what color the interior is. Green. He's holding a worn Sorry. <laughs> black leather wallet. Yes, you answer green. And before long, you're in your car in the parking lot as snow lightly pats the outside of your windshield. Inside is $44, a clear forgery of a Texas driver's license for a John Romeo, and a small dog-eared blank business card reading Meeting with CO Baxter, Bangor Airport, Refueler, Pub and Grill, 2 p.m. local. Agent Relic, mountain lions are deadly. People see a big kitty cat. Sometimes they even laugh when you tell them they can take down a grown man while he's pissing in the bushes. But this one, well, no one's been laughing. It's been prowling some of the lesser visited campsites and it's ripped up a couple folks pretty bad. The last fella had his leg dangling by a thread. You don't have a junior right now, so well, you've gone out on your own to find its trail, and it's taken two days to locate the little outcropping that it's been using during the day. Now, what you see, well, it's not a mountain lion, but instead of pulsating, shaggy mess of angled legs, teeth, and you wish you had brought a bigger gun. Now, the thing nearly tore into you. Think back, finally went down, black shit spraying out all over the rocks. In your cabin now, you're pondering how another one of these visitors you've been posted here to watch for how the hell did it get past you in the first place? And as if those program walks have you under surveillance, even way the hell out here, you get a call on the channel you keep open for just these occasions on your old radio. You're going to be airlifted to Bangor, Maine. 
something up there needs hunting down too. Hope you guys were okay with me taking some liberties there with your your agents. Those were fucking. Any great. uh, any questions or any issues? No, that was cool. That was funny as hell. That's good stuff. <laughs> cool. Eric, are you having a child? Am I having a child? That was like from <laughs> yeah. Well, mine was like super relevant to oh. my life. I thought so you meant literally. Eric. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no, I, 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 I did, I did that for Romeo just to really twist the knife yeah. uh-huh. since he's uh, dead. <laughs> so I and thought that was, I, I that was my man. My life's going great. I got a kid on the way. Everything's hunky dory. Nothing bad. But everybody happen. knows. Yeah, everybody knows he gets uh, killed really by the up, man. That's really messed up. That's really messed up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a horror. fucked up dude. I'm a real fucked up guy. So all three of you fly or are flown north to Bangor, Maine International Airport. And you three, having worked with one another before, spot each other standing outside of the refueler pub and grill around 1.30 p.m. You three stand in the middle of this small concourse as other folks pass you by hurriedly to make their flights. You're facing each other, a bit of an obstacle in the way of the concourse. People are darting by you like you're stones in the middle of a river. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> oh, disgusting. So anyways, uh, how are you? Where's this guy? We're here to see. You guys see him? No. Relic checks his watch. Is it right on 2 o'clock? No. As I mentioned, it's 1.30. You're there a little early. I was going to have you guys say something to one another before you met with the CO. Gotcha. But uh, <laughs> sorry, if, if, that's not, if that's not happening, that's totally sorry, fine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot you know, that just, we weren't autonomous to, in this game. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to push to some some sort of character interaction before we okay. jump into this. <laughs> All right. Let me get... Oh, oh, man. Okay. Hey, Romeo. How's that kid? Coming along. Bacon. Nice. Relic? Steering yeah, care of just, the lions. Yeah, you could say that. It's been a. Um, <laughs> you didn't hear each other's intros. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work thing been with the uh, incompetence of the. <laughs> yeah. You had a murder yeah, really there. Do you want to talk about yeah. that at all? Sorry. So, how's that? Fucking going? hell. Hey, hey hold on, let's, hold on, let's Chris. roll I'm this sorry, scene back. Try again. That, like. I thought we like, didn't again. talk to each other. We were just like in, we do the job, and then we move on with our lives. So like, Sure, sure, exactly. That's why it's an awkward situation. But even when you're dealing with awkward people, you don't just uh, stare at them and say nothing. I highly you're disagree. Like, I do your colleagues. That all the time. I That's would my argue. number one colleagues. I think Ryan would. You would just roll up to them with your little suitcase and stare until it was 2 p.m.? I would. Say, we would that all say gentlemen. Amazing. All right, fuck this, fuck this. I'm I'm cutting all this out. All right. You three arrive at the Refueler Pub and Grill at 2 p.m. and look around at the patrons who are currently sitting at several bar stools and several booths. A large man in a fish and wildlife uniform leans out of a booth and waves to you, you three to come forward and join him. This gentleman is, again, large, but he's out of shape really doesn't look fit for duty. He's got pink flushed cheeks, a balding pate, and a gut that's barely contained by his uniform. It's a man who's really let himself go. His eyes look sallow, sagging. He moves to stand up, uh, stops himself, and reaches over his belly and the table to shake your hands as you each take a seat in this circular booth around this table. Hey there, I'm, I'm Baxter. I assume you're the team. That the that's been scrambled. Yes, yeah, sir. That's, that's right. You got <clears throat> you got the look. He points to his own eyes. Why don't you go ahead and grab something? It's a bit of a flight north. Uh, we'll talk more. 
on the way up. But uh, if you need some food, it's a good chance for it. Ryan's sure. going to get pancakes. Relic, uh, or just, uh, steak and eggs, medium rare. Can you read off the menu to me so that Romeo can pick exactly the right thing? It's just pancakes and steak and eggs. That's the only two <laughs> options. Okay, well, Romeo will have these steak and egg pancakes. Yeah, they are willing to do that. It does say no substitutions or combinations at the top of the menu, but because of your charming smile... Uh, and FBI badge and that he puts out as he says it. Oh, yeah. They, they see it. They say, oh, it's the law. And they break all the rules for you yep. because that's, that's, that's how, that how it goes. That's, that's mm-hmm. how it works. Yes. So y'all, y'all tank up. You refuel, so to speak. Before long, you're out on one of the tarmacs right outside of Concourse A, rolling your luggage across toward a small helicopter. This is a strange looking helicopter in that it has a very tall propeller shaft, long drooping blades, almost looks ramshackle. So this is what we're flying in? It's got the symbol of a tribal bear paw on the shaft in 943HT in large black letters down the tail. He goes ahead and he ignores your question. Agent Romeo hands each of you radio headphones. He says, as he shows you how to turn them on, this way we can talk, you, you, you know, r- real private. You hear him clearly in your headphones as you load up into the helicopter. Is the pilot going to hear us? He turns and smiles as he lifts himself into the pilot's oh. cockpit, Great. closing the door next to him. You hear over the headphones, go ahead and strap in. We're lifting off. The blades start to spin up, and before long, they're whirling incredibly fast above your head, beating the air. The awkward helicopter lilts and finally rights itself as it floats gently above the tarmac and then begins to bank very quickly to the left as it careens into the air and then above the buildings, due north. Again, I'm uh, I'm Baxter. I've been working for you boys uh, a long time. I'm a, I'm a senior fire management officer for, for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services. I'm a, I'm a bit out of shape. Uh, I, I barely go out in the field anymore. Uh, I used to, used to provide a lot of field support for you boys. I've only got a few more years left before I retire. I've been behind a desk for, for a long time now. Um, been letting the young bucks go out. Cut brush, trim the trails. Well, I'm glad it's not your last day. He doesn't seem to understand. He turns, he says, huh? Oh, usually like the guy's last day and he, he's guaranteed to die. That's how that goes. Yeah, just just one more gig before I retire. <laughs> <laughs> turns back. You see him maneuvering the helicopter now out of Bangor. You look down and you see the snow-crested trees below. It's amazing how much of this landscape is untouched, wild. And as the city recedes into the horizon, it's as if you've traveled back in time to a moment where civilization hadn't sprawled out and spread its urban urban tendrils into the wilds. You suddenly feel very alone despite being next to your, your colleagues. Baxter continues. So let's let's get into it. I can ask questions here. This is as private as it gets. <laughs> uh, a local 911 operator apparently got a call last night. Vivid description of a he turns for a moment, glances behind him. Reported monster that uh, the program thinks needs investigating. I mean, like I said a few years ago, I, I would go out on my own and and handle anything like this, but uh, he trails off. My health's just not in a good spot. What kind of monster did you say? He turns to you. The kind that needs investigating. He turns back to piloting. Anyway, after I received a investigate, contain, conceal order, um, I put in a request for help since I'm not going to be able to go in the field. And I was told that I'd, well, be meeting you experts so we could get this handled. Typically, 
Search and rescue would be dispatched, any sighting of a large animal that might be dangerous. But um, last night's emergency call stopped with me, so yeah. Out of character though, what what did he say, monster? He literally just said a monster. Yeah, he said monster. Oh, okay, I thought there was another word there. So anyway, that call was uh, around 10.30 p.m. Came from a child, name uh, that the operator got was Tiffany. This was in Eagle Lake. She said that her mother and father were in trouble and her brother was hurt. She was running away. My understanding is there's not much up there. Folks are saying it's the Bruxton house, kind of a getaway, a bigger construction that was finished a few years ago. A place like Eagle Lake, it, it kind of became a, a thing, I suppose, which is probably why the operator brought it up to me. That's where we're headed, or at least close to it. Thing is, he turns, don't have an address for the house. Not yet, at least. Nothing's come back down the lines. Looks like somebody's really done a hell of a time scrubbing it, but I bet the locals up there know exactly where it's at. He turns back to piloting the vehicle. So let me get this straight. A child called 911 saying there was a monster and the program's been brought in to investigate that and you have no other information or helpful leads. Y'all didn't first check under beds and closets? All I can say is I report everything to, to you to you boys. I've heard everything that, that comes down the way and they told me that this needed investigating and I mean they thought it was important enough to send you three, so the show What exactly was your report? I just told it to you. That whole thing. It, you said you said a vivid description of the monster? Uh, how, how vivid was it? Oh girl mentioned five to six arms and you know, real big, shaggy fur, uh, horns, tusks, and claws, or some combination thereof. Real monster stuff. Right. Does that does Relic have any recollec- recollection of anything that would fit that description? Roll your natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you fit. Okay. You haven't heard, you've seen all sorts of creepy crawlies come out of the cracks at night at your park, but nothing quite like that. Relic kind of looks sideways at um, Ryan and Romeo and just cocks an eyebrow like, the fuck is this? So what happened with the little girl? He turns. You need to go up there and, and find out. His his brows fur out. Relic, okay. can I roll human on this guy? Something weird about him. You can roll human anytime you want. Oh, I would like to roll human on this guy and see what happens. Nope, oh, failed. <clears throat> 64 out of whatever, yeah. Mild-mannered. Something's a little off with him. This is a man who seems quite uncomfortable in your presence. That's all you can pick up. Were there any other 911 calls that in you know the past, I don't know, few months that sounded similar to this? He shakes his head. Nothing that's come through any channels that uh, that I monitor or any of my folks monitor. Now you, now you said this description got your contact all hot and bothered. Um, it might be worth our time to, to speak with him understand why he's calling us out over this. Sounds like he might know something more he than He snorts you. and uh, kind of laugh wheezes to himself. It's a good one. He continues piloting the helicopter. Ryan's gonna narrow his eyes at him and says, did you just laugh wheeze? <laughs> Sorry? He asks over the noise of the helicopter. He's gonna keep his eyes narrowed. Mm-hmm. How narrow are they? Like, what's the pupillary distance here that we're talking about um if wide-eyed is 100 percent, they're at like 10 percent. holy shit okay yeah so you're like Super staring narrow. at the tip of your nose you kind of look goofy actually so if, if you were to turn around he would probably no, laugh wheeze no no he would probably he laugh wheeze if no, he saw he doesn't. you right now he doesn't look goofy he looks he awesome would laugh he looks super cool man you. he looks so awesome <laughs> 
He's got a scar over his left eye. <laughs> and he has a full head of hair. Nope. Oh, yeah, he does. He, he does. does. Aww. The Cute. good old days. He's got a nose still, right? There's a nose on his face still. Yeah. Still got a nose. He's got a big honker. Look at that thing. All right. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a weighted silence uh, in the air as you listen to the beating of the helicopter blades above. Well, to say you've been helpful would be an overstatement, but... I guess we'll uh, we'll just have to see what what we find once we land. Yeah, um, this is all pretty much last minute. Uh, program didn't really come come through with much, but I can definitely point you in the right direction. When we land at the at the refuge, I, I have some equipment for you, and you know I can definitely run interference from from the radio for you if needed. So I, I'm here I'm here to help and to, to support. Can we get a a copy of the nine one one call, or at least at least hear the original recording? Sorry, uh, all, all copies have been disposed of already. Right. Well, that's irritating. I've, I gave you pretty much exactly what was said. Yeah, we asked some follow-up questions that then you gave us what was said. Yeah, exactly. What did you say your name was? Brandon? It's uh, Baxter, he says. Brandon. Billy, got Listen, it. We need, we need you to be our partners in this. I understand that you're Absolutely. not going to be out there with us, but feel free to burn a couple extra calories thinking through any other information <laughs> that you might have that could help us out here. I mean, my understanding is I'm to give you some cold weather gear, a couple of uh, vehicles, some hunting rifles, and send you on your way so you can make sure, well, anything that's up there, well, it doesn't get into the surrounding areas. And if there are any traces that it's left behind that you eliminate those too. And if you can find Tiffany, that would be great. Good secondary goal. He nods to himself as he says that. All right. Great. Well, perfect. How far out are we? Oh, should only be about 20 more minutes. Ryan is going to sit back in his seat. Let's just enjoy 20 minutes of silence as, as um, real world silence. Real. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. So we'll meet back perfect. here at... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the helicopter touches down in the middle of a clearing amongst tall, towering pine trees. Again, dusted with snow. It was a heavy snowfall recently, obviously nothing precipitating right now, but as you leave the helicopter, the blades coming to a slow standstill, the wind does gently, but very frigidly, caress your faces as you unpack all your things and roll your luggage down a concrete walkway that goes towards a fairly large cabin complex. Looks like it's a US Fish and Wildlife Service station. Several rangers probably are posted here and use it as both a residence and a base of operations for this part of the wildlife refuge. You also see signs that you are in the Aristook Wildlife Refuge. Baxter takes you through the back doors, through the dormitory area, into what looks like a storage room. There are weapons here, camping equipment, the type of gear that would be outfitted for search and rescue teams, and it is well-stocked. Okay, so I wanna make sure you have everything you need in case you're gonna be out there for a while. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get everything that we uh, we think is best. The royal we is starting to wear on y'all's nerves as he begins picking things up, taking things down off the walls, removing things well, from- Well, so if you're gonna include yourself in this, uh, might as well gear up yourself and join us. What do you think? He shakes his head, takes a- Big gulp. I'm just, I'm not able to really be of any help out there. I've got I mean, some... you know this area better than we do, that's for sure. I mean, you're you're experts, so, I mean, you'll be able Brandon, to... Brandon, 
what we're getting at is the royal we is really getting on our nerves. <laughs> Fuck. I, how do I narrate without that shit happening every time? I, I, I mean, do you want me to stop? <laughs> I don't know. It's I can. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only thing I listen to. <laughs> or listen for it's like what snark can I make out of this? I'm sorry, I will I will Absolutely. come back. I will come no. back. No, no, do not. Let it grow I'm wild. Not, I'm not gonna come back, guys. Oh thank you. Hey Chris. God. Hey Chris, step in real quick. Hey guys, I'm not gonna come back. <laughs> come back. <laughs> uh oh, oh well, sure, yeah. Apologies. I'm sorry. I won't be joining you, but I'll be here at base. Uh, let me get you some radios. Let me show you how they work. Let me show you how you can call in to the station here while I'll be manning 24 seven. Well, if I knew we were gonna have a cheerleader here, I would have brought you some pom-poms. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'll be your your support. So if you need I'm anything. just breaking your balls, Brandon. Oh, okay. He clears his throat. He's having a hard time meeting your, your eyes. He's kind of looking down at the ground and looking away from your eyes. Let's grab a few of these packages here, a couple of these sacks here, and, and get them out to, to the trucks outside. Y'all shall be on your way. Romeo puts his hand on his shoulder and said, hey, bud, you know I'm just kidding, right? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. All right, no hard feelings, right? Hey, we've all, we've got, all got a, just a job to do. I, I understand. We sure do. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and roll human and see if I was taking our ribbings. And I got a success, fifty-one to eighty-three. Yeah, he's trying to get you the fuck out as fast as possible. Yeah, okay. You've heard, you've heard his feelings. His his large inflamed heart has oh, sunk deeply because of that. because of you making fun of him. Baxter leads you to two SUVs. These are fish and wildlife SUVs. They look like they're designed for off-road, snowy conditions. Starts to help you load them up with provisions, cold weather gear camping equipment. And finally, he goes ahead and provides two Model 88 Winchester hunting rifles with several canisters of 308 Winchester rounds. I hate to be picky at this point because I have been breaking your balls, but uh, there are three of us. Could we get another rifle? Uh, I, I don't think I have anything high powered enough. I mean, I, I can get you I can get you something chambered for 270. It's all right, boys. I brought my own. Okay, perfect. That's fine then. Same, and Ryan brings out a bazooka. <laughs> oh, you brought a bazooka? Yeah. Was that not okay. part of the intro? <laughs> no, you're welcome to. I don't think you know how to use it, so that'll be fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, Ryan didn't bring a bazooka. Yeah, you have zero percent skill in bazooka, so that's gonna suck. <laughs> oh, and is that on the character sheet? <laughs> it is on your character sheet. That's a specific skill. It is between it's he a, it's, it's athletics heavy. and bureaucracy. It's and bazooka. It's, it's yeah. heavy. It's heavy weapons. It's heavy weapons. And when you, you pull the trigger, <laughs> it's like not, it doesn't like explode and kill you or anything. It just it just slides out and just lands on your foot and like breaks a toe. So it's just really yeah. Annoying. There's like just a slight like as it as it slides out i i do have a um a request of baxter yeah yeah you're you're on man do you have you know flares or a flare gun or anything like that um, oh of course yeah actually in in this uh this kit here there's a road kit with road flares and here is actual uh, yeah here's a flare gun with flares you can fire straight up if if, if you need great and Perfect. and um gasoline or other flammable liquids you're gonna to want to take some gasoline with you. So I, I did get some some uh, jugs filled up. You'll see them strapped to the side of the vehicles there on the right. He points them out to you on the externals part of the Romeo vehicles. Romeo says, "I've always got a thermos of kerosene as well, so just in case." That's that's a strange thing to just have with you. He he notes. You know what we do. Pretty judgmental, Brandon. He shrugs 
and nods to himself. Hey, Brandon, uh, Brand- Baxter, excuse me. The <laughs> Would you mind pointing to me amongst all this gear here towards the uh, map of the area? Just so I want to spend the drive, getting a sense of what we're dealing with. I've got a couple of maps for you. I've got one for Eagle Lake. He shuffles through some of the items that he's been bringing out to the vehicles and hands you a map for the town that you're ideally uh, going to drive toward from this this station. And uh, also some of the some of the surrounding wilderness areas. He gives you a large set of pamphlets for wooded areas, wilderness areas around, but since they're mostly private tracts, it's not very detailed. Thank you. Can you point us to the the home that uh, y'all received the call from? Circle on the map where to find that? Yeah, so as I mentioned explicitly in the helicopter, I don't have an address for the Bruxton house. That's likely where this Tiffany was calling from or around. Uh, based on what that. she said during the during the radio call. Somebody has gone to some great links to scrub that address. I've been looking for it. My contact's been looking for it. It's only been a few hours. We'll probably dig something up, but I think it's going to be fast for you. Just drive to Eagle, Eagle Lake, ask a few of the locals. It was a big deal when it was getting built. You know, rich guy from a pharmaceutical company goes and builds a mansion out in the woods nearby. I know, I know these folks who live out here. They'll know exactly how to get you there. Right, sounds okay. good. I appreciate you doing that pre-work. Oh, oh wait, it's all right. We'll we'll handle it. He nods. Appreciate the heads up, Brandon. Oh yeah, my 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 pleasure. My pleasure. He scratches his stomach. I think I got everything. He looks around. He's when I say he looks around, he's kind of looking at the ground as if it's a spread of things that he's he's mentally checking through. But everything's now loaded up on the vehicles. So uh, should probably be on your way. Do mind driving so I can? Um... Spend some time with these maps on the way over. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah, if you, if you pilot, we'll, uh, or navigate, we'll pilot. Ryan's going to look over at Romeo and say, I'll race ya. I'm not racing you. Chicken. That's because you know I'll win. No, because I don't want to hurt your feelings when I win. Ho, ho, ho. Mmm. Mmm. Why don't you all put some money on it and make it interesting? As you slowly saunter towards the driver's sides of each one of the vehicles, that is Ryan and Romeo, and then kind of look at each other, side glancing, and start speeding up, and then start jogging, and then start running. Baxter says, oh, yeah, uh, cell service is pretty spotty up there, so don't be surprised if your signal's lost. Uh, use Look, those radios e- work, right? Uh, yep, they should, they should. So just just call me or text me if you're able, if that doesn't happen, you know. 10-4, Brandon. Get you a good radio with a good, a good tower. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. I'll jump in the vehicles, start him up. Ryan is going to jump in and tear off. So Relic either goes with uh, Romeo or he's right behind me. Thinking of a number between one and ten. Go ahead and How about you just you can actually roll a coin. Oh, yeah. 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 Roll, roll, roll up. for how fast <laughs> right, here, here we go. See, whose car am I getting in here? Let's see. Pass is obviously with Romeo. Fail is with Ryan. All right, let's do it. I mean, I, <laughs> failed. I'm with Ryan. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Ryan has been driving ass. very well the entire show. So true, maybe, yeah. but maybe this is how he cut his teeth. This is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah. This is the origin story of Ryan driving. <laughs> this, he, lo- he loses this race. It goes so poorly. He starts taking driving lessons from now on. This is going to go so well. We're going to end up in the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I mean, y'all will be a real family. Fam- for this family. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's been some inclement weather, but these seem really well plowed. These roads, they're, they're well tended to. So, Ryan, with your 20 drive, go ahead and roll. Fuck, no. <laughs> uh, 97 out of a target 20. That was... And I, I got I, a 41 out of a target 50. At least we don't fucking mm-hmm. crash. 
So Romeo, roll Romeo. It's it's <laughs> it's a little disconcerting because you know you were kind of joking with Ryan, but the vehicle disappears in your rear view as you wind up these well near near mountains. They're they're hills, but they're, they're fairly precipitous. And again, there's been some recent inclement weather. You don't see him at all behind you. And he's not catching up as you start to slow down. All right. So Romeo's going to pull over with his blinkers on and just kind of wait a bit to make sure that he can see Ryan in the rear view. And he'll take it a little easier on him for the rest of uh, the journey. Ryan, go ahead and roll your luck now, please. We can't like turn this into, oh, stop for McDonald's, bet. No McDonald's out here, I'm afraid. You can't have it All your right. way out in the wilderness. I failed again. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ryan, as you peel out and continually try to catch up with Romeo, your pride burning hot in your cheeks. You find yourself drifting a bit uh, towards a well-plowed snowbank on the right side of this road. And although you feel like you barely, barely drifted off into the shoulder, you hear a big thunk. Vehicle stops, lurches forward. Relic as he pours over these maps, hits his head against the back of your seat. God damn it. The vehicle begins to spin its wheels fruitlessly against the snow. Fuck have you done, Ryan. Family. <laughs> Shut up. And then Ryan's gonna get out and say, help me, help me push the fucking car. He's gonna put it in neutral. Relic gets out to help. Relic, go ahead and roll your survival, please. Oh my God. This was not part of the scenario. There's no oh, way shit. fucking Mike or Max wrote. Max literally <laughs> it, wrote all of these calls. In the case that they start <laughs> racing, and they fail one of the drivers fails uh i also failed my survival 90 out of 62 oh my god this is like the opposite at least it's a non-canon episode the agents all freeze to death it's getting getting very (laughs) very cold up here the cold is kind of getting to your bones even when you just briefly step out to take a look at what the hell ryan's done here you take a look and you you can see that the the right passenger side wheel, it's it's just spinning up in some slushy snow that's been pushed over to the side of the shoulder. It's gonna take a little bit of muscle. It sucks, this thing's inclined a bit, so you can't just put it in a neutral. You need somebody to be in the driver's seat to put some gas on it. If you have any hope of getting this thing moved back onto the road, it'd be really helpful if Romeo hadn't driven up ahead, but he ain't here right now. So how do you guys wanna handle can we reach this? Him on the, can we reach him on the radio? Or on your cell phones, yeah. Or on our cell phones? <laughs> okay, I'll call him and be like, Hey, got stuck. Need your help. Hangs up. Uh, Romeo texts him, you owe me money, and then goes and... Yeah, you make your way back down this hill, and you can see them in the distance now. It looks like he just kind of skidded into a real low snowbank, but even those can, if you hit them just right, this can happen. And you kind of stop on the other side of the road and walk across. You see Relic rubbing his chin. He's got a knit cap on from the Fish and Wildlife Service because it's getting pretty darn chilly, and he sees you approach, waves you, waves you over. Does the four-wheel drive have a winch on it? It does. Okay. So Romeo's going to grab that winch and winch him on out. So you go ahead and position your vehicle. You pull the winch and you just stand outside the vehicle, turn it on, and watch it slowly as Ryan turns the wheel, gives it a little gas, slowly pull it out of the very low snowbank back onto the road. All right. You're buying dinner at Chuck E. Cheese tonight. There is one. Ryan is just silently fuming. (laughs) Of course he is. (laughs) So that waylays you for about 30 minutes. The entire trip takes about two hours to get to Eagle Lake, but it's a tiny fishing hunting town, spread out residences, a small city center. You can see that there are only a few places still open. Looks like the post office is closed down. There's actually a very small sheriff's station, a couple of gas stations, 
Chevron and a marathon. And there's a fishing and hunting shop that seems to be the place to be at this time in Eagle Lake. It's called Albert Bait and Tackle. Well, if y'all want to, or do we, do we want to stay, stay here the night or head straight out to the house in, in the I morning? Mean, first, we got to find out where the house is. And we have to find out where the house is. But I was, I was going to say, I can, well, I'll do it in character. I'll, uh, I'll walk into this shop here, see if I can find out where this house is at. I've got these maps that could probably show it to me. Yeah, that'd be great. Be great. Y'all want to find a motel or something for us to spend the night, head out in the morning? I mean, we're here. Might as well while we got a little bit of daylight left. Oh, oh hold on, guys. You're looking for a, a girl being chased by a monster. You got to get out there right now. Okay. All right. All right. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Let me um, see. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Do we? I mean, you, you can do whatever you want, but, but I, with, with the casual way that you mentioned that, I think the urgency of the situation had, had gone over some heads, so I wanted to make sure. Got You're it, at yeah. least aware how urgent it is. Now, if you if you on air make the conscious decision to say, let the monster, if there is one, find the girl, if there is one, and eat it while we sleep it off, <laughs> totally fine. Like, But just say that on air instead of like, oh, yeah. the I casual. I feel like Let's that's get just a the Delta Green way follow the blood trail yes and it's going to be a well sated monster with a big tummy and it'll be a much easier target i get it so just say all that on on air so it makes sense (laughs) you'll just uh go ahead in the shop looking for a corpse right i mean this is going to be a corpse so i'll keep how about about this is going to respond to relic and say you do realize that we are trying to find a monster I don't think that we need to be looking around for hotels you know that's really it's an amateur amateur question there man Ah, uh, this is hard to track at night, but... Look, I've never been on a bear hunt myself. Wink at camera. And uh, what I Why feel like... Wink? Huh? Who'd you wink at? The camera. <laughs> he, he points You guys out, don't have a camera? He points out the uh, passenger window of his vehicle, and you see basically Are just... Are having this conversation just trees, different cars? Just trees and sky. <laughs> no, no, anyway. you, you guys are, are in the parking lot of Albert Fishing and Hunting Shop now. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. How many owls and how many bears do we see? So far, zero of each. But y'all haven't done any searches, mm, so it's hard to see advertising. normally. Oh, can I roll my search? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, John. I'm done. Relic enters shop. <laughs> <laughs> go in and enter the fishing and hunting shop. Up at the front, there's a counter to your left, glass display embedded in it where you can see what looks like a plethora of hunting knives, small arms behind that counter lines and lines of rifles, shotguns, other weaponry, long arms. To your right, it's a little bit more of an open area. There's actually a plethora of all sorts of things here. There's clothing, there's snacks, bait, about every bit of hunting gear you could imagine. So things to help you attract deer, bear, moose, all all sorts of gear stacked up in shelves, hanging on racks. And yeah, it's uh, pretty well stocked. There are a few people in here around the front counter talking, they look like they're locals. Man behind the counter is uh, very large. He's wearing a bright hunter's orange vest. He's got a bald head, a long gray beard. He's laughing. His eyes glance over at you, Relic, as you, as you walk in. He nods to you and continues his conversation with what, again, looks like a group of locals. Do I, just just a point of clarification, in my in, in his gear list, I brought, did I, I don't know if I brought everything, but I've got a, I do have a set of night vision goggles, civilian. Sure, man, I don't care. You got, you got whatever you want. All right, care. cool. All right, in that case, someone. I think. Yeah, relic has been now and just just walks right up to the counter. Hey guys, uh, gentlemen, looking for the um, Bruxton house. Wonder if y'all could uh, point me in the right direction. You a new ranger? He looks outside the window. Just your vehicles. 
No, sir. Just just uh, in town for a bit helping out. He nods. The other fellas turn and face you. They don't seem aggressive or anything. They just stop their conversation and take a look at you. Well, anything we can do to help you, we will. You looking for the Bruxton house, you said? Yes, sir. Something you can help me with? Yeah, of course. Uh, you got a map there? He sees what you have in your hand. Motions I, towards it. I do. I take the map out. Kind of open it up on the, on the counter. Sure, sure. He spreads it out, reaches under the counter, and grabs a large black sharpie. Counts a bit, and then circles a spot on the map due northeast of here. Passes it back over to you. Right there, that's where he built it. Fellow really likes his privacy. I'll warn you that I'll warn you that much. Really goes to great lengths to drive around on an old logging road around the, the town here to get up there. We barely even see him come and go since he R- since he built it years ago. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm Grampton, by the way. He holds out his hand. Grampton. You said nice your name's uh Relic? Yeah, nice to meet you. Shake his hand. Everything all right up there? Anything we uh, we need to know about? He motions to his two friends. They kind of straighten up and puff out their chests a bit. No, no, nothing nothing, uh, nothing yet. Y'all just, you know, be safe. Remember, uh, only you can prevent forest fires. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here, guys. Oh, Jesus my God. Christ. That's so good. Keep that in. <laughs> Keep it in. The kids that listen need to know. Need to know. Maui is just in flames right now, guys. Oh, good God. This is really no, it's right now. Ash, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At time of recording, Hawaii is on fire. Uh, Relic does ask, like, y'all had any um, bear problems out in this area recently? <laughs> I don't know if I call them problems. There's some good bear eating. <laughs> Smiles. You need a... Uh, he motions to some of the weapons behind him. Need something bigger than standard issue? Oh, no, sir. I got come prepared, but thank you. Look, y'all... Well... It's going to be real cold the next couple of days, I'm sure you're aware. So if you need a bundle up, we got everything you could need here. Again, if they're not giving you what you need, old good old Uncle Sam, we're here to help. Relic does, man, I, this is this is a might be a cop-out move, but I'm just like, can I roll like a, a search or something around the room just in case Relic sees anything that would be... Because he's got his cold weather gear, right? So we're all our worthless Brandon friend. Did He hooked us up with everything sure. we need, right? So we're not going to be... Cold. not worthless. I'm sorry. It's not worthless. He gave me maps. He packed you up pretty good, Relic. If there's anything, yeah, you, you look around and there's just a lot of rifles here, right? This is a fishing and hunting shop. They've this is this is their bread and okay. butter. So yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good size. No, sir. Thank you. Y'all, y'all, uh, be safe out there. Alrighty. He waves to you. Be careful out there. One of the other men says. <laughs> You're back now in front of the two vehicles, other two agents. It's really getting chilly now as the sun is is dipping. Y'all pack into the two vehicles. Ryan, you still driving? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll 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 navigate us and. Uh, uh, Romeo uh, makes the conscious decision to follow Ryan this time. Ryan is gonna go safely, safely, but as high above the speed limit as possible. The roads up here are not as as well plowed, and so. Y'all switch over into four-wheel drive if you weren't already there and start to make your way up a road, question mark, that has seen better days. If you could see most of it, which you can't, it's covered with mostly snow. It probably needs a desperate need of some tending, but you start uh, making your way towards where this gentleman, Grampton, has pointed you. Relic, you may make a navigation roll now. I think you probably have the highest navigation. I do have a 60, so we'll see how it goes. Relic, are you in the car with Ryan? Yeah, well, I would have to be in the front car to... Well, Relic has to be in the front car to okay. navigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so so while, while we're driving, Ryan's going to say, and I I know we can't see the road, but 
I bet if we could, it really could use some tending to. <laughs> Successful navigation roll. You go ahead and and really help Ryan make his way through what ends up being a crisscross of several county roads, a few private ranch roads, some old logging ways. Finally, you see it in the distance, peeking out over the trees. Two-story luxury cabin, very modern looking, but with a old world flair. It's been given that log cabin aesthetic. Snow has gently settled upon its roof, but otherwise it looks spotless from afar. You do see a vehicle parked in a carport nearby, but otherwise you don't see any activity. What kind of vehicle is it? It's a similar one to yours, an SUV. Mm. Do we have lights on our vehicles? Like, a, like Actually, that's the one thing Baxter did lights. not give you. Okay. He actually knocked out all the headlamps. They're all cracked and broken. So yeah, you don't have any I'm saying, lights. I'm saying that like the rack lights, like like police or rangers would have. You do, yes. Okay. Romeo's going to go ahead and turn his on before walking up to the door of the house. Yeah, you light up the house. So so you're kind of stopping a ways back on the road and, and lighting up the house, the, the front of the house from afar. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what time of day is it right now? Is it sun going down at this point or... Yeah, you're, you're basically at dusk right now. Got Relic's going to grab his... Yeah, he's going to grab his rifle. And then he's going to just start canvassing the outdoor area, looking for anything weird, anything off, any tracks, anything like that. Sure, Probably. sure. Romeo's going to follow suit with him, bring a rifle, some ammo, trace his tracks, and cover his same ground, but behind him and to the side, so he's making a sweep of the area with him. So you three with your large hunting rifles are walking across the front of the house to the left towards the carport and surveying the freshly fallen snow for anything that looks out of sorts, anything strange. I'll just go ahead and say you brought some flashlights with you, moving your flashlight beams from side to side, lighting up the dusk-touched snow as you do so. But you don't see anything out of the ordinary. In fact, if there had been tracks leading to and from the carport in the intervening hours, obviously some precipitation has obscured those. It's heavy enough where anything like that would have been obfuscated by the snow. Well, should we check the front door? Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely talk to the owner, see if there's anything they can give us. As you approach the front door, it's framed in rustic, modern hybrid again of, of this log cabin facade. There is a sign above the door. It says, the Bruxtons. You go ahead and reach for the doorknob, Romeo. He's going to knock. He's not going to open the door. You knock on the door. You don't hear anything inside the house. You wait a good clip of time. No one inside appears to be moving to open the door. Okay. Uh, Romeo's going to try the doorknob. Doorknob's unlocked and opens inwardly into uh, a dark foyer and living space. Hello? Welfare check. Hello? Anyone here? There's no sound, but as you allow the beam of your flashlight to play throughout the entryway and the nearby living space, you see two feet behind a couch sticking out as if someone's lying on the ground. Oh, shit. Romeo looks over his shoulder at Relic and says, cover me. And he makes his way towards that couch. And he's got his rifle up, checking the room. Go ahead and roll your sanity, please, for violence. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That'll be for everybody, because I assume everybody's coming on in for this. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. And we will uh, not be doing projection tonight. I was going to say I wasn't projecting anyway. Let's bring on the crazy. So we're let's raw go. dog insanity yeah. checks tonight? Let's do it. I'm gonna let you know success or failure this time. We're not gonna we're not gonna fail. You all succeeded. Yay. So as you allow the beam of light to illuminate the other side of this this couch, you can see that the legs are not attached to anything. There is a 
mess of flood, viscera, torn clothing that makes a trail away from the two separated stumps up onto the couch itself, across the length of it, on the carpet on the other side, up the wall, across the hearth, fireplace, and splattered against what look like family photos and a taxidermed fish that's hanging above. There is another arm draped across the top of the hearth, fingers dangling, frozen blood clings to its fingertips. You see that part of a torso and pelvis have been shoved into the fireplace itself, partially skewered on what looks like a cast iron grate. There's another arm to the side that has been stuffed into a fire poker holder. Looks unnaturally rigid, crystallized. Can we tell if these are male or female viscera? So all three of you immediately blink hard, cover your mouths, maybe instinctively, and look at this display in the living area. You can also see blood splatters. It looks like part of this was dragged from the kitchen. Some of this must have occurred on the island, which is covered with blood torn clothes. Ryan, you let your voice catch in your throat. You don't say anything, but you peer over, allowing the beam of your flashlight to explore the torso and pelvis that have been shoved and skewered in the fireplace. Looks like a male. God damn. Yeah, that's uh, a good summary. Ryan's going to look around to see if there's an open back door or basically kind of like alternative point of entry. My assumption is that this is quite a messy scene, so this wasn't like without other things getting broken or torn up or something, right? You flash your light back towards one of the adjoining entryways out of this living space where this the scene lies. You can see that uh, there are back doors there through what looks like a, a dining room. The curtains on them are, are quite torn, but the doors themselves are closed. Careful where you step, guys. You look for tracks, and Relic starts looking for tracks. Everybody roll their luck, please. Success. Oh, shit, sorry. I accidentally hit it twice. Success. The, fir the first one was a success. You three, with Relic's warning, shine your lights at your feet. You almost stepped in what looks like large amounts of blood and other things. There's kind of a, a crystalline glint as your lights play over the old pools of blood. Yeah, let's uh, let's grid the place and uh, see if we can find some clues. Are there lights that we can turn on? Absolutely. You can try to turn on any of the lights here. So they're not just fixtures that are separate from what looks like a room circuit, but they're also room lights. Judging by the crime scene, he wants to see like where the violence began and clearly it ended where the bodies are, but unless they were placed, unless they were obviously placed there. So, I mean, that's all the kind of stuff we would want to learn from his forensics. Role. Without any forensics role, you can see that some that the arm has been placed in the fire poker holder. It's been mm. draped across the hearth literally um, okay yeah so okay and the torso and pelvis have been skewered everything looks like placement Definitely to arranged. you gotcha. uh, the only thing that doesn't look arranged is maybe the legs but they're both kind of beside one another as if somebody again was sleeping on one side of the couch everything's very strange to you but nothing looks like this is a wild crazy accident or something or or a no, a wild yeah, animal is in here just going nutso. Something's right. something's really odd. Some here. intelligence behind it. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, the you've mentioned a couple times like a crystalline gleam to the to the blood on the ground. Also, that you said the arm was unnaturally Everything's stiff. Everything's frozen. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Is it it's more? It's very cold in here. Is it just frozen? Is it cold in here? It's not. It's warm in here. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, says Romeo out loud. Why are they frozen? You walk carefully towards the arms that both looked unnaturally rigid. The clothing, the flesh, the blood looks frozen solid. It's a Yeti. A Yeti? The monster. Not I've the seen cut. This, I've, I've seen this before. 
Everybody okay. roll their sanities, please, from unnatural. <laughs> can, I just, can I just gaslight <laughs> the entire episode? Critical <laughs> failure right here. All right. Yay, I succeeded. You, you said roll luck. Oh, sanity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Romeo, congrats. Right, right back to familiar territory. <laughs> Romeo, you lose one sanity. And it does look like some of the old pooled blood is also frozen solid as you, again, play your light beams across it. The fuck? What the fuck? Relic is, uh, after being taken aback by the oddness, is going to look for look for tracks in, into or out of the room, anything unnatural. Or anything really. Actually, tracks in general. He's going to look for any any kind of... Are there any footprints yeah. on the ground? Like There are no footprints, but you do see large swaths of blood as if someone has taken a massive paintbrush, painted parts of the carpet with this hardened crystalline media. Is there anything on the ceiling? You look up and you can see flecks and spatters of blood and viscera frozen and stuck to the, the wooden ceiling. This isn't right. Uh, Ryan is going to go towards a frozen pool, I guess, or, or something frozen, and put his foot on it, move it around to see if it does heat up and melt, or if it's kind of stays frozen even after the heat transfer. So you're gonna you're gonna take off your boot and sock and put your put your foot flesh your toes on it. it? No, I'm just gonna like put my foot on it, and then if you step on an ice cube and wiggle it around, it cracks. It, will melt. it it cracks like a really fragile plate but it doesn't okay. start melting relic calls out again just just in case is there anybody here you hear the wind outside start to kind of pick up a bit die back down but nothing else let's keep um let's keep searching the house yeah says let's stay Romero. let's stay together though i uh yeah it's a good call couldn't agree more you keep your ryan's long arms gonna, ryan's le- gonna go leveled. in the opposite direction you <laughs> keep your long arms <laughs> leveled and ready and you start to look around the kitchen, the living room, some of the other adjoining rooms. There's an office down here, definitely stairs leading up to the second story. And inside the office, you can see a spot where someone actually might do some work out here at their vacation home. There's bookshelves, filing cabinets, large oaken desk with massive clawed feet. No viscera? Not in this room. Wait, clawed feet of an oaken desk? It's not really a desk, is it? It's a dark young. Uh, yep, Relic's gonna head into the room and start start poking around the desk. A cursory search. Any unnatural tomes or... Sure, go ahead and roll a search. Is there an ambulary here? Success, 8 out of 53. You find that tucked into a drawer space. There's a, a laptop. Relic pops, pops up in the laptop. Goes ahead and comes up to a login screen for Windows. Type password. <laughs> Type some password and hit enter. That's not the right password, unfortunately. And then try password one, two, three. This is FBI training, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> try password one, two, three. It doesn't work. Yeah. Let's look for some post-its for the uh, password reminders. That's uh, usually a good clue. There's no post-its. Okay. Relic. All right, let's, let's, let's move on, guys. Relic puts his ha- hacking gloves on and his, uh, oh, his shades. He puts on his shades. Oh, he had hacking gloves and, he, and oh. sits down and says, stand back, gentlemen. And uh, starts... I'm going in. Rapid firing all You the notice that the firewalls are shooting a couple of mainframes your way. What do you do? <laughs> Uh-oh. You've come across five black ice <laughs> avatars. What do you do next? Why has it got to be about color? <laughs> all right. What do you guys want to do? Oh, we're leaving the room, I think. Leave this room. Search the room. Nothing there. 
Look at another. Okay, view. just to, just to be clear, you looked at one thing in the room, but that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. the only thing you well, said. Okay, I, search. I said search. He said hey, battle laptop, and I was like, he right. searched. You said you searched the desk, and I had yeah. you roll a search for the desk. Is there anything else you guys want to do in the room, or do you? What want else do I see in the room? The what else do I see in the room? I just uh, this there is are just... bookshelves. There are filing cabinets. There's a closet. There is this desk. Ooh, which I do want to go. Can I can I look in the closet, please? Yeah, you always look in the closet. And while he's looking in the closet, I rolled a search for the rest of the room. Bookcases and all. Got a critical success. Looks like the gentleman who owns this office is heavy into biotechnology, biochemistry. Um, there's okay. a lot of very dense texts here. A lot of theses, um, actually, in rough binders that he's collected about. He, well, he's collected feces in binders? Theses. Theses. T-H-E. Oh, theses. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fuck so, me. That was. <laughs> I was like, why? This is looks my like binder of diarrhea. Very interested in pharmaceutical natural pharma pharmacological research gotcha. across okay. a broad spectrum of topics. Are any of them on the Yeti or other frozen-like monster? Oh, I adjacent? wasn't aware that that had anything to do with pharmaceuticals. Um, is is that relevant in some way that I wasn't aware of? I know it's encrypted. It has all sorts of mysterious aspects, but is it a, a pharmacological adjacent creature? Hey, Michael, do you have yep. some burn ointment in your house? I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. No, he just said yes, so he wins. <laughs> There's no burn. That was a deflection. Hey, guess, guess what improv is, guys? Making it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing about a fucking Yeti in the pharmacological documentation. I swear to God, Max, if this monster isn't a goddamn Yeti, I'm going to be pissed off. You open up the closet, keeping some boxes in here. It looks like storage mostly. Okay. I think I'm good to check another room then. You're always welcome to roll a search, though, if you want to see if there's anything weird in here at a cursory glance. It's oh, up to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't do that. You're right. You know? Ooh. I feel this. Yep. I failed, so. You open a couple of the boxes. It looks like there's files in here. Some of them are just blank. Uh, maybe it's extra printer paper or something. You're not sure what's going on. Close the door. All right. The wind outside picks up again. You can hear it kind of rattling the window in this office. Romeo says out loud, looks like he's into biomedical stuff as he's peering through his shelves. Pharmacological feces here. Not feces. He holds up his finger. Glad you made that distinction. I'm good to, to check out another room. Find anything in that closet? No, uh, nothing of interest. Bummer. Onward. Onward and upward. You'll go ahead and walk up the stairs to the second story. Up here, you can see a wraparound balcony to the right of the head of the stairs. Open door to what looks like a master. To the left are three closed wooden doors. One at the very end of the hallway. Master first, right? Sure. And leads the way <laughs> and opens the door. The door to the master is already open. And so you look around and flash your flashlights turn on the lights finally i assume you guys are turning on the lights as you go yep yeah yeah definitely yeah nice four poster bed here it's made up closet in here as well a dresser there are windows that are open curtains drawn back giving you a good view of the beautiful outside scenery time to search here checking under the bed because obviously yeah under the bed you see what looks like a gun case what kind of gun are we looking at you pull it out open up the case and you find that there is a shotgun here is it bigger than the one that we have it's a shotgun so it's a very different weapon is it better <laughs> uh, a shotgun is like a different tool for different situations you have a hunting mm -hmm. rifle 
for certain situations. If you think you will run into the situations that a shotgun would be a useful tool for, you're welcome to load it up and whatever you want to do with it. Anyhow, Relic checks. Romeo says, uh, well, that's good to know in size and says, look, uh, I don't know here. This is just strange. I was expecting more. Did we see any blood or marks on the second floor since we come up here? Has it been anything? We need to search everything up here for, I mean, this girl might be here. Relic, you, you look out the hallway. You do see what looks like small specks of maybe blood or dark liquid that's soaked into the carpet a bit, leading to the far closed door at the end of the hall. Hey guys, I think we might have something in this room. There's a blood trail coming up the hallway. Follow me. All right, let's let's check it out. Try to open the door, Relic. You can hear something on the other side and feel it, of course, because it's pinning the door closed. It's as if there's a large jumble, a barricade behind the door. It's not allowing you to open it. But below your feet, now that you're close, unmistakably, flecks of blood, drops of blood, leading down the hallway to this door. I knock on, I knock on the door. Is anybody in there? There's no answer. You guys give me a hand here, see if we can force this open. Yeah, Romeo's going to buddy kick with Relic. So who has the highest strength? I got a 12. Probably Relic. Go ahead and roll your strength. Minus 20%, please. Uh, I failed. Why is it minus? No, I fa- oh, we both failed. Yeah. <laughs> I got a 95 of 30. And, uh, uh, I just relic. needed the highest to roll. So Relic. Chris, why is it fine. minus? Why, why did they get a detriment? fighting against something that is probably making it harder. They got a detriment because of a conditional detriment. So you, you'll... In this game, you constantly get minuses or pluses no, depending no, 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 on I, environmental. I, just, I, I'd say, oh. I, be, I thought that them both kicking at the same time would like even it out. That's what I was asking. What if it would have been even worse? You know, maybe maybe they did even it out. That's fair. I'm so sorry for questioning. How dare you? I yeah, ever, you I should. won't ever do that again. <laughs> you should never question the GM. He he lied. <laughs> you kick as hard as you can, both of you. you hear the door kind of crack but it's it's not a hollow shitty door whoever built this place got good bones the door doesn't yield whatever's behind it keeps it pinned tight someone in there romeo says no answer romeo sighs and says ryan help us out there's not enough room in this hallway for all three of you to really make a difference with how this is going to work but y'all try y'all push against it with your shoulders slamming against it together but uh it doesn't budge okay uh another idea a window with a balcony that we might be able to get to. Yeah, we might be able to do that, or just a fucking... Are the walls drywall? No, it's heavy hardwood. It's log cabin, yeah, okay. Log cabin throughout. Relica goes for the room immediately next to it. So there's three doors. Yeah, right? maybe there's a, a pass-through door. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or a balcony or something. We can, we One can... is a closet, the other's a bathroom. <sighs> well, that's useless, all right. Well, we could try and from the outside, maybe. Maybe we can climb up. Yeah, I'm not doing that, says Romeo. <laughs> Well, Relic has no qualms about attempting to climb because he's never fallen off a building and almost died. <laughs> it's squishy, crunchy sounds on the way down. Yeah, let's give that a shot because so- something went in here and barricaded itself in the room. I mean, we don't know what's over there, but yeah, go ahead and give it your try. And Romeo helps him with the window. So y- y'all haven't even gone outside yet. Is that what you're going to do, all three of you? Yeah, or else say, hey, all right, follow me outside and see if we can climb up. I will follow for a ladder on our way. So all three of, there's no ladders in the house. All three of you walk outside the front door and see the moon. It's unobscured sky, almost full. It's gibbous and lights up the white snow that surrounds your vehicles and the house, dusts the tops of the trees that are in the woods that uh, encircle this property. You begin walking 
over to the side of the house where this room is, hoping that it has a window. It does. Below it is a small covered overhang. It's icy a bit. Contains some firewood underneath. Looks like maybe could move some climbable objects to reach the overhang or maybe attempt to climb the drain pipe there on the side of the house to try to make your way there. Romeo says, I think the best way up is going to be to stack stuff. Uh, and he starts to scrounge around for things to help get him up. Ryan will help with that. Yeah, it really helps out too. Yeah, I mean, there's no crates. So you guys look around. Uh, you do see your vehicles. So one of you turns on the engine, drives the car as close as you can. Now somebody can maybe try to use that as a way to jump and pull themselves onto the overhang. Ryan is going to follow suit. Of, if Relic goes first, Ryan will also follow him. Guess guess I'm not waiting around out here either. So Romeo follows Ryan. All right, everybody roll athletics. Oh, God damn. Ryan succeeded. Relic, uh, <laughs> critical <laughs> failure. 33. Romeo God, failed. John. 33. <laughs> Never climbing anything ever again. 69 to 30. This means. It's not great, John. <laughs> In a weird way, at least it wasn't Paris's fault. Right. <laughs> That's clearly it's me. It's just John. It's just, it's just me. Yeah. It's just John. You can also blame it on the Yeti moon. I'm not going to lie. Op- Operation Yeti moon does sound cool. Go ahead and roll a strength or dexterity, whichever is higher, Ryan. Probably dexterity. Because I actually made it. Success. As y'all are kind of scrambling on top of the vehicle and doing your best to line up and jump to grab this overhang, it's it's clear that, that Relic and Romeo are, are, are struggling. In fact, Relic falls down the first time, rolls me a 1d6, and he loses three. Your arm and your right side sting. You're going to have a bone bruise, at least. That is painful shit, trying to jump up there with all your gear. Yikes. Tough stuff. But uh, Ryan's able to, with some time, very expertly grab you and pull you up as you reach out, grasping to get onto this overhang until all three of you have worked your way up the side of the house into the thankfully open and unlocked window into this room. The lights aren't on over here, but uh, you flash the lights through and you can see another corpse in here, this time of what looks like a teenage boy. His stomach is still wet with blood. Next to him is what looks like a small 22 hunting rifle. The room to his door is barricaded with all sorts of furniture, his bed and uh, the frame of his bed. But yeah, he's there lying in the middle of the of the floor. So he's not frozen. He he's you get closer to the corpse and you take a look. There's no indication of of the strange freezing that you saw down below. In fact, go ahead and roll your forensics. Oh, for fuck's sake, critical failure, 99 Jesus, of 70. Dude. But yeah, unfortunately, Jesus. you have no idea if it's the same or, or different. There's just no Still clear, reeling from all this. There's yeah. no clear timeline for you here. You're trying to piece together any sort of connection between what is another crime scene here on the second story and what you saw below. Nothing makes sense to you. Relic Ryan, you're in here as well, staring at what looks like a young man, young boy who's been gutted. Well, I guess we know what happened to the brother. Help me move this stuff out of the way of the door. I don't, I'm not too keen on trying to climb back down after that first fall. Yeah, you, you're looking pretty rough. Romeo helps move furniture out of the way. Yeah, it takes y'all no time at all to dislodge the obstructions. Has anyone noticed a um, security system? Any cameras in the house or outside? There are none. It says a disembodied voice from behind. <laughs> <Relic>. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank, thank you, disembodied voice. It's the voice of the Yeti moon. Yeah, but they don't know the answer, John, so I have to step in. Oh, I know. That's <laughs> don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I would prefer not to, but you didn't have a choice. <laughs> it's all good. 
Did we did we complete the search downstairs? I don't. I feel like we didn't. No, Here, we only went through an office and then we came. Upstairs. You hear the wind whip up again outside. All three of you can't help but look out the window, and the light's still off. Didn't yet get to it just because of its location next to the large obstruction. So you did most of this work in the dark with your flashlights. But you can see to the right of the house, far into the tree line, looks like some sort of snow flurry. Some sort of climate phenomenon is occurring there. Some precipitation. You all seeing this? It seems to die down as fast as it started, as if maybe there was a large disruption of the snow in the area, flew up into the sky, and fell back down, settling slowly. So, let's head back downstairs. We've got more rooms to check up here. I mean, might as well. Oh, I thought we got them all. Didn't we? Did we? Because there was a closet and a bathroom. There were like three doors. Yeah, one one was this one. Yeah, Eric, you got all of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, one was this boy's. I assumed the closet and the other one were in one room. I'm just dumb. Guys, this might be a wild idea, but it's hard to tell if this is, I don't know, in a weird way, targeted or just something unnatural finding an unfortunate set of victims. But um, the enemy of ice is heat. Should we set this cabin on fire? Oh, I think that goes without saying. See if it draws anything out. Fucking lootly as soon as we figure out what's going on. Absolutely burning this place to the ground. (laughs) But, but, But let's do it now so we can watch. Well, we don't have all the information of what's going on. We have no idea how to find what caused this. I think we should... You don't think that fire would draw it out? I have no idea. Might chase, might just, I, I have none. Might chase it off as well. Look, I said, let's get back downstairs and finish searching the house, and then we'll um, make a decision from there. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we finish searching the house. That's all I'm saying. Lead the way. Y'all walk down the stairs and look through the kitchen and the living area dining area and what looks like a little lounge room. This is in addition to the office that you already thoroughly searched. You don't find any other bodies or indications of struggle. It seems like a nice, large meeting area where maybe a dozen folks could hang out for a week or two. It's very, very large and cozy, stocked well. It's got plenty in the pantry. And as you make your way towards those torn curtains, Agent Ryan, seeing that something made them so ragged, but there's no marks on the door itself, you do see that there are stone steps leading to the right, what look like a small basement door. Are they stone slab steps? No, they are not. Any blood on those steps? You don't see any blood on the steps, no. But you open the basement door and- Oh, as Ryan goes outside, He's going to look up to the moon and squint at it. In oh, you don't have to go outside for, for this. But if you want to go outside, you're welcome to. I thought it was outside, like the door was nope, outside. Nope, still inside. So you went towards okay. those closed doors with the ragged curtains. And then you look to your right and saw, oh, there's stairs going down to a basement. Cool. My moon concern will wait. Then. You are you are into that <laughs> fucking moon. I know you want to go out there and squint at that thing. It, it, it will I'm, be there I'm, for I'm, you. I am going to make this a It thing. is the most gibbous moon <laughs> that you had seen so it's far. Lovecraft would Chris. be proud of that moon. He loved gibbous moons. You open the door to the basement. It's fairly large space down here. It's best described maybe as a maybe as a hunter station for the skinning and tanning of hides. But it's also trashed. You can see three fallen and smashed shelves. Contents are scattered all over the floor. Piles. There's actually a large jagged hole in one of the stone walls of this area. Looks like it's exposing a tunnel entrance of some sort leading into the dark. Oh shit. You see a treated wooden table that sits off to your left. It's untouched. There's skinning knives all over it. Accoutrements for hunting are scattered all around the area. Um, On the right hand, you see various bows, crossbows, some more hunting rifles and shotguns, all kind of displayed 
prominently. A few of them have been torn down, smashed into pieces on the ground. You also see a locked. For once, I'd like to see a uncrossbow. You also see a locked gun safe off to the side. And along the back wall in the corner, you also see a couple bookshelves that are untouched. All right, so Romeo points his flashlight at the tunnel and says, I think we know where we're going next after we search this room. Uh, yeah, and, uh, where? where? <laughs> in that tunnel. Yeah. Uh. The tunnel entrance is not small. It's a large break. It's a large hole in, in the wall. It's about four feet wide and reaches the height of, of the basement. Damn. Relic walks up to it, shines his light down the tunnel, see if he can see anything, and then also looks at the... Stone the slab steps! Oh, god damn it. Lead their <laughs> way down oh, to a winding, twisting caverns tunnel. Well, I found some Fuck. stone slab steps. Man, I hate that you, that you said that, says Romeo. I don't know why, I just get this weird feeling. Oh, my eye twitched a little bit. So, so does the the hole in the wall look like it's been here for a long time, or is there was it? How, how did it come to be? Is there any way? Yeah, let's get some uh, carbon is? dating on this uh, this hole in the wall. <laughs> how no. did it come to be? No, like did it get, such a funny did get, cover? Did it get smashed I'm, in? Did it get smashed how did out? It come was, to it, be? was it built? Did something break it open? Uh, you know, relics relics looking at that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of jagged. It doesn't look like it's been crafted to be this shape it looks natural you don't see exploded rocks everywhere if that's what you're asking although the room is in incredible disarray the source of the disarray seems to be the furnishings within it how did the disarray come to be great question that's what you're here to find out got it got it okay time to roll a search again i guess let's search, search may we search chris yeah relic searches the room where do you guys want to look first? Why don't you just like, is there a need for a roll yet? Is the, is going to be my I question. I don't think so. so. I, I really want to just skip the room and go towards the, uh, the tunnel. You just want to run down the tunnel. Very, turn, dude, I, this seems very, I'm giving Turn off your flashlight and just run down the tunnel. Just, that'll be fun. And just go. This is giving me uh, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, one. Bloody Mary. Is there, is there anything? <laughs> Ryan is going to search the room for throwable objects. The, the room oh, is yeah. littered with throwable it's, objects, my friend. Everything's a throwable object in here. Then Ryan will pick up a throwable object. And I mean, you also have a thumb. hunting rifle. Okay, I've got it. So yeah, you pick up a broken butt of a rifle and you throw it down and it hits one of the stone slab steps and yeah, it's, it sits there. He's going to repeat this. Okay, you keep throwing trash in the, in the tunnel. Nothing happens. Is there any <laughs> glass items? No. Guys, I think we need to go down the tunnel. Yeah, I was just saying, but first let's search. Let's search. We're going to search. So Romeo's going to look through the trashed furniture for signs of what broke it all. Sure. Um, it looks like maybe somebody took a sledgehammer to everything. Dope. But there's no sledgehammer. It's just that's what it looks like. Y'all don't have like any, you know, psychometry abilities. So you can't look back in time or pick up emotional vibrations of what might have happened here without Man, something only. else, maybe some other other help. A search won't tell you that. The search will let you look through the, the leavings here and see if you find something hidden specifically. Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping for, but gotcha. Uh, what about the bookshelf? Yeah, go ahead and roll a search for, for the intact bookshelf. Failures, 85 of 74. You look through and find a few a few books here most of them are about like whole beast butchery you know nose to tail butchery that's that type of thing mm -hmm. how to skin a rabbit how you know those basically what you would want to have if you were a burgeoning hunter trying to do it yourself relic standing at the entrance of the, of the uh the tunnel why don't we uh why don't we head down here see what we can find romeo looks up from the books and says 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So Relic will start, start going down the steps. You start making your way down these steps. You can see that this is a natural cavern. The slabs that have been laid here just help with the loose gravel that uh, leads steeply downward into the darkness. It doesn't take long as this twists only once or twice. It's wide enough for you three to stand abreast, but it doesn't take long for you to enter a larger chamber. The air here is thick, musty sickly sweet rot that all three of you feel is something you recognize can't quite place your fingers on there are no lights here as you flash your flashlight beams around this oblong room you see another savaged corpse this time of a female the head nearly torn off from the torso you see a severed arm lying outside of what looks like a large deep bowl-like depression in the ground now everything i've described in this room tunnel leading to it natural stone natural dirt roots hanging down but that depression in the ground is a perfect concave half sphere <laughs> it lies beneath what looks like a strange statue it's reminiscent of an egyptian stele but it looks damaged part of it has been broken off lies at its side did you say it was in the the depression yes except for the arm which lies except outside of it okay and is it frozen no interesting now it's cold down here but not bitterly so. Gotcha. Are there any other entrances or exits that we can see? Or? None that you can see. Romeo dry swallows and just says, well, I guess that's strange. And he walks near towards the statue to get a better look at it. Yeah, it appears to be damaged from whatever went on down here and maybe up in the basement. Again, it's missing a chunk on its, on its right side. You are close enough now to see that there are some strange symbols carved about it. Looks like a mix of Latin and maybe some pictographs as well. Interesting. Relic listens for the sound of dripping water in it from a difficult <laughs> to place location. Does he hear, hear you that? You don't hear that. Oh, good. Thank you. Are there any moist books? I can't tell you that. Relic looks at the the symbols and see if any of those make sense to him. I have a 20 in occult. I don't know if it's like a roll for that, but. You can absolutely go ahead and roll your occult. All right, here we go. Oh! 72 out of 20. Let me check Speaks that off. Latin, Latin and pictographs, that doesn't really fit together from it's what weird. you know. See, uh, Latin and pictographs, they don't, they don't really fit together. Uh, I can't make, make anything else of it. You know what's really weird is this fucking depression. Like, it's just fucking weird. Uh, how is the body displayed in this depression? Is it, like, in the center or... It looks like just because of the gravity of the situation just kind of <laughs> unceremoniously placed in the center of the depression. It's okay. oddly bloodless for the gruesomeness of the trauma hmm. that the body has endured. If So if you were to tell me uh, where this cavern is in relation to the house, like, did we circle back under it or are we away from the house? Can Will you your navigate? Ooh, shit. <laughs> Failed. 42 No idea. A lot of twists and turns <laughs> under the ground there. You could, you could ask Relic. Hey, Relic, you have oh any idea God. where we are? <laughs> <laughs> um, Relic, Relic is going to spend his, his time just navigating the outside walls of this room just to see if anything jumps out at him. No, the most interesting items or items of interest and perhaps additional investigation have been described. This certainly isn't right. I just couldn't tell you why. Relic nods at the body and says, Well, looks like we've reached a dead end. Why don't we head head back up into the into the house? Uh, Romeo pulls out his surface pistol and shoots himself in the head. 
Oh, hey, you guys don't want this game? <laughs> <laughs> no, just that was such a bad joke. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Romeo's uh, in frustration going to kick the hand into the pit. So you go ahead and, and kick the arm into the depression, and it rolls down and joins the rest of the body. Fucking goddammit. Do we still have our gear with us? Like yeah, all you, our gear? Yeah, you guys have all... That's why it was so hard flare. to jump onto that thing. Uh, the, the flare stuff's in the car, but you have your guns and your cold weather gear on. Would Ryan have potentially kept one flare on his person for the sake of convenience and narrative storytelling? Uh, so, like, a, a road flare to, like, light the body on fire? No, just to, like, light the room a light. You guys have really powerful flashlights, but you want the ambiance of a flare. I mean, you want the cozy ambience of a flare? No, it's fine. Yeah, it's It's spookier that way. So everybody turn off their flashlights and let Ryan uh, strike up his his flare for the ambiance, the spookiness. And you guys need to to go ahead and sit around the broken obelisk and strange uh, sacrificial depression and tell ghost stories. How big is the piece that broke off of the obelisk? It's fairly large, a foot lengthwise. Okay, so he could pick it up. Uh, Romeo can pick it up and put it back on it. Would it fit? Or does it? So, so are you going to pick it up? Basically, is my first question. Yes, yes. Romeo's going to pick. Go it up ahead and, and roll. If... Roll your luck, please. All right. Success. So, you're you're wearing your your finger gloves when you do this, and you pick up the obelisk piece and place it against the shattered side. And yeah, it it, it wants to kind of sit there. You you can kind of set it there and then move your hand slowly away, but it slowly topples forward as you as you catch it again. It needs some mortar or something to ensure that it stays in place. What Romeo does is he wants to put it back up and say, hey, snap a picture to Relic and, and uh, Ryan just so that they have, like, the completed words or what have you Yeah, they Re- can Relic. come back to later. Relic gets his phone out and takes a picture. You take, you take a picture. Cool. And then he kicks it into the pit if he can. <laughs> you kick the piece into the pit? Yeah. Sure. You drop it on in there, and it lands with a th- sick thud with the destroyed corpse of the woman. Sorry, he says as he realizes that his frustration has maybe gone a bit too far here. We're able to see, like, there's not, like, a darkened area of this, right? Like, we're able to see all the way down into the depressed area. Correct. How deep is this depression, by the way? I don't... Sure, it's sure not deep happened. at all, but it's enough for if a body is crumpled in the fetal position, it, it would be fully in the depression. What, what in this room have we, like, not even paid attention to yet? Uh, he, he said we heard everything. It was just the body in the obelisk. I mean, this is absolutely insane, but can we text the, like, park ranger guy a picture of the obelisk? Say, like, hey, does any of this look familiar? So you send that to Baxter? Yeah. We've got no bars down here in the basement. Okay. I guess we'll have to go back outside and see if we've got bars there. This is Romeo. Yeah, I'm down to head out. Yeah, I, I don't see anything else here. All right, you're now back in the ruined basement. Any bars? No. Perhaps... And that's that's fine if you send that to Baxter. This is kind of meta. You can totally send that to him. You won't get an answer for days, though. You know that, right? For sure. For okay. Sure. Cool, cool. Yeah. 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 I'm just. I. I yeah. But but if if you're like waiting for him to say, oh guys, that's a magic spell that that wins the game, he's he's not gonna say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Romeo's gonna look for a landline phone in the basement. There's not anywhere. One. He he wants to find a landline phone. So tell me where Romeo goes in the house. He's gonna go upstairs, check the kitchen, check the living room. So you go He's upstairs work and leave yeah. leave the basement. What does yep. what does uh, Relic and Ryan do when Romeo just leaves? 
Romeo announces that he's going to go look for a phone. Yeah, relic. I'm going to do a, a perimeter search. I'm going to go outside and walk around the lodge, or the, sorry, the cabin mm-hmm. to see if there's tracks. Got it. Now, remember at the very beginning, I said, hey, because that's what Relic did. I said, hey, look, there's been recent precipitation. Yeah, tracks are probably obscured. Yeah, but, but new tracks, Chris. New okay, tracks. Okay. Because okay, that's, that's, at some point that's in this bad. narrative, that's not the bad. Yeti needs to show up. <laughs> so you three emerge from the basement passageway, and you all three get to roll alertness. Uh-oh. Failed. 85 out Success. Of Failed. 39 of 70. Romeo, as you're leading the group, set on looking for a landline. You're remembering, yeah, there weren't even telephone wires coming to this house on our way in. There's probably not a landline as you get to the head of the stairs. But then you hear what sounds like a door closing towards where that office was. 